This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sowerson here from Studio B, filling in for Sean Kelly, as I traditionally do on this Tuesday. Hope the Tuesday finds you well. A little bit warmer than yesterday if you're in the Crescent City here, but uh, still a little cold in the morning. Um, Hope it warms up a little bit later, and hope this Tuesday again finds you well. We have a great show for you on this Tuesday. It is a game day for the Pelicans as they look to play spoiler again. They take on the Miami Heat, who are in a big fight in the Eastern Conference for seeding as seeds three through six in the East are separated by just a half a game. Uh, The Charlotte Hornets helped themselves last night with a 23-point comeback over the San Antonio Spurs at home, and the Heat are looking to stay within that race tonight against the Pelicans. What a game on Sunday for the Pelicans as they beat the Clippers. Clippers seemed a little uninterested, a little bored, and uh, the Pelicans took advantage only with eight guys, but nonetheless, a big win for the Pelicans. They hope to keep that going tonight against Miami. As we always do on Tuesday, I'll speak with Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com about Sunday's win. We'll talk about AD and his injury as he talked to the media yesterday, and we'll preview tonight's matchup against Miami. Also, free agency, Saints still in full swing. As last week, the Saints signed backup quarterback Luke McCown to a two-year deal, and Luke is nice enough to join me today here on the Black and Blue Report, so you'll hear that as well on the show. Anthony Davis talked to the media yesterday, talked about how he's going to have surgery on his torn labrum in his left shoulder. Also, we'll have a procedure done on his left knee. He kind of said that the left knee procedure kind of prompted him to do the injury on the torn labrum, which he's had since his rookie year. We'll kind of dive into that a little bit with Jim Eichenhofer. And of course, you can watch that full media session with AD on pelicans.com. But Anthony will be out for the rest of the season and will most likely miss the Rio Olympics in 2016. Uh, which will be tough to see uh, him not there representing our country, but uh, kind of the right time, I think, for him as far as getting these surgeries done in order to be ready for next year uh, for the Pelicans' 2016 and 17 season. So we'll focus on all that on today's show. Luke McCown, Saints backup quarterback, and up next, let's get right to it. Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com joins me on the Black and Blue Report. How much do you want to lose this year? 5, 10, 15 pounds? It's time to set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with one of 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce serving, and see how much you can lose. With flavors like pineapple mango, almond mocha, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goals. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Weight loss is based on a low-calorie diet and exercise program. Consult your physician before beginning any diet program. Your New Orleans Pelicans have the perfect way for you to unwind with your buds by scoring the Guys Night Out six-pack, presented by Fulton Alley. Packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include two tickets and four beers. Plus, Fulton Alley's throwing in a free game of bowling, all for as low as $50. Take flight with the next Guys Night Out on Tuesday, March 22nd against the Miami Heat. Visit pelicans.com to plan your Guys Night Out today. Josh Groban on stage Friday, July 15th at Bold Sphere Music at Champion Square featuring songs from his new album Stages as well as his classic hits 
with very special guest, Sarah McLaughlin. Get access to preferred tickets with your city card. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com or by phone at 1-800-745-3000. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. All right, time to talk some Pelicans here on the Black and Blue Report. And joining me as always on a Tuesday and for the first time since late February, Jim Eikenhofer from Pelicans.com joins me on a game day. Jim, welcome back to the show. Glad to have you on as always, my friend. It's great to be here. It's great to have a not only a game day, but have it be TGIT Tuesday. So I'm, I'm ready to go. Yes, today is a good day, Jim. And um, before we get to the game against the Heat tonight, Let's talk about Sunday's win against the Clippers. Also a very busy day uh, for us as uh, AD or Coach Gentry announced that Anthony Davis will be shut down for the rest of the season. We heard from Anthony yesterday. We'll get to that also in a moment. But first, how about something that I don't think anyone expected with only eight guys ready to go against the Clippers. The Pelicans come out and beat the Clippers on Sunday. Uh, how about that win? Well, I mean, I guess it was a pretty much a surprise. But what were your takeaways from yeah. Sunday's win against the Clippers? Um, I thought the biggest thing was just I thought they they did some of the one specific thing that they're going to pretty much need to do the rest of the season to get wins, and that is have a bunch of guys, especially offensively, produce you know more than what they usually do. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I think it was something like six guys, uh, six or seven guys had more, scored more more than their season average in that game, and you had six players in double digits. So I think from a team that has so many guys that are sidelined as far as key scorers guys. I mean, basically there's six guys uh, or five guys on the, uh, on the Pelicans that you expect points from four of them are out. The only one that's playing is drew holiday. So in this situation, you need contributions from a bunch of guys that don't normally um, produce a lot of offense. But I mean, you had Dante Cunningham at 19, Tony Douglas at 15, Omer had 15, which I think was a season high. Um, Luke had 14. Um, the new guy, Tim Frazier, had his career high with 17. So, I mean, it was just a really nice, very commendable job by those guys to, to all kind of take a step forward and, and all play really well and, and beat a team that, you know, I'm sure under most circumstances, you know, people would have been surprised, but especially under those circumstances where right before the game you found out that that Anthony Davis was out for the season and that Ryan Anderson also wasn't going to be able to play Sunday against the Clippers. Yeah, that was back-to-back losses for the Clippers against shorthanded teams as they lost to the Grizzlies the night before they played the Pelicans. So not a good road trip there for the Clippers. You mentioned Tim Frazier. Um, three games now for the Pelicans. He's reached a new career high in two of those games. Uh, what do you like about this guy? Seems to be a nice little acquisition for the Pelicans right now. Yeah, I think some of the players – in most, in particular, Ryan Anderson have mentioned that they they liked him right away as far as the way he he plays. Um, seems like he has a really good approach to the game, um, but he seems to be a really good fit so far. He's he's uh, really quick. He gets the ball up the court, and I noticed in the right off the bat the first game against Sacramento, it seems like he always has his head up, which I think is something that they they have you got to have from a point guard in this system, I mean, really in any system, but in particular the way that they're playing here where they're trying to play faster, he's always scanning the floor for guys to looking for people open. And, um, you know, that's one of the, one of the things that he seems to consistently do 
is um just be be looking for people. So I mean, but he also can score. So I mean, he, I think you know he he was the D League MVP last season. It seems like people around the league have known that this guy has potential to be good, but you just don't expect somebody to, to who's available this late in the season to be able to come in and play the way he he's played in these first three games. So I mean, to me, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to the most over the last three weeks or so of the of the regular season is to just watch him play and just see what he can do and see if he can you know keep this up of as far as consistently being a a factor game in and game out is it fair to give him credit for maybe omer's play on sunday just a little bit because it seemed like he was able to find omer in easy situations for omer just to put up a dunk a wide open dunk or a lay-in it seemed like Frazier is able to help these guys also get better shots, and maybe that's a reason why so many people had season highs. I'm not saying Tim Frazier should get all the credit, but don't you think that's some of the reason why Omer maybe had one of his best games of the season? Yeah, it could be. I thought Omer was was uh, a lot more aggressive Sunday than he has been, you know, on average throughout the season, and um, he probably had about three or four really ferocious dunks, and that was a big part of why he ended up with 15 points, but but yeah, I mean you're right. I think that was one of the things that Ryan Anderson was talking about when he said that he really likes playing with Tim and that Tim kind of fit immediately is that he does make it easy for for the other scorers to get open shots and to get I mean, it's not only sometimes you know that you, you get it to open guys, but it's also that you get it to guys at the right time. They might have like a half step on their defensive on their defender, but you 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 lead them in the right place and and you you um you know, get the ball at in the right at the right time to them. So it seems like he does have a knack for that. I know I was surprised in the game Sunday he only had two assists, but I mean sometimes that he's he's also I've noticed he's gotten a lot of hockey assists so far where he makes the pass that makes it easy for some, the next guy to set somebody else for a, up for a basket where Tim doesn't necessarily get credit for it on the stat sheet, but it's a it's a really valuable play and something that obviously the coaches always take note of of something that helps the team a lot so yeah he uh he's he's definitely making it easier for some of these other guys to score and i think under the circumstances i mean that's really valuable because you don't have a lot of guys who are used to being you know say the primary offensive threat out there or even the second or third option sometimes yeah it's a good point there um jim yesterday obviously the big news was anthony davis speaking to the media um about how he's going to have two separate procedures done. Um, he had a torn labrum that he said has been going on since his rookie year and will have a procedure done on his left knee this offseason as well. Unfortunately, that means AD will be out for the rest of the season and most likely not going to play in the Olympics. Um, what are your what were your biggest takeaways from AD's uh, media session yesterday? Um, I thought it was I thought it was just um, one of those things where it, it seemed like it was something that that he didn't want to do and that I'm sure we would have loved to have seen him play the last 14 games of the season. But I think when you look at the whole situation, to me, it made a lot of sense. Um, he's had, you know, that shoulder issue for the last couple of years. Um, now he has, now his knee, his left knee has an issue. I'm not sure specifically what it is, but um, it just made, seems like it made sense to, to um, take care of both of them at the same time. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully he'll be able to come back by training camp next year and be 100%. One thing that was interesting about the torn labrum injury that people have been talking about the last day or so is Tony Douglas, I'm not sure how many people heard this or saw this, but Tony Douglas said that he played 
his an entire season with a torn labrum in his um in his shooting arm i guess you could mm-hmm. say his his right side um so it's definitely something that you can play through ad had it on his left side which is not his his um shooting arm but um it's 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 funny it seems like um that is an injury that you can play through but i can see why of course if you have the opportunity to take care of it and and you know hopefully get that to where it's 100% um that you do that so i think that's pretty much what the the situation is right now is that you know they ha- they're going to have to he's going to have to go through a few months of recovery rehabilitation with his knee so you know they they said that you know let's let's get the shoulder taken care of too and then hopefully everything will be all set and he'll be ready to go in October next this year. Yeah, I'm glad he brought that up because I think a lot of people really rushed to judgment yesterday on why were why was everyone or why was the Pelicans front office or the medical staff letting AD play with a torn labrum for three years, but we can also go back to Eric Gordon last year where he opted not to have surgery because he didn't want to miss the rest of the season. He wanted to help the Pelicans make the playoffs, and he is still not elected to have surgery. Um, I've known Dwight Howard, Carmelo Anthony have both not had – surgery on their torn labrum too it's more i believe a player by player basis and a i guess an injury by injury basis to say that hey it's up to you whether you want to get this done but you can not get it done if you still feel comfortable with playing i think is it safe to say the way ad talked about yesterday it was hey instead of maybe seeing this could get worse let's just knock it out now that way i'm not missing time during the regular season i can just knock this out in the off season is that fair yeah, definitely. And I think I think the one one key thing to to note is that in this specific situation where he's going to have these this stuff done this, this summer that the knee was really the thing that that was kind of the breaking point. I think if the knee hadn't happened, I mean maybe I'm presuming a few things here, but I think if if the left knee hadn't happened, um he probably would have continued to play with the shoulder situation the way it was because he has been doing that the last couple of years. So um, I think that was really the, the, the last straw, if you want to put it that way, was, you know, he knows he's going to have to get that taken care of. So he might as well do both right now. So you mentioned Eric Gordon. I mean, we're obviously neither of us are, are doctors. We no. did go to both. We both went to very respected colleges. And, and we both stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night too. So Right. Right, but I think Eric is still. If you think about it, he's still playing with a torn labrum. Yep. Because he didn't. He not only did he not have surgery um, last year before the playoffs. I don't think he ended up having surgery at all. So, I mean, he's. You could say he's still playing with that injury. So, so yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely something that I feel like it comes up so infrequently that we really don't. We're we're never. We're we're definitely not experts in in not at all. discussing this specific topic or injury. But it's something that when you look more into it and you see, like you mentioned, a couple guys from other teams that have played with it and haven't had surgery, that you realize it's a little bit different situation than when you first hear about it and you're, it's kind of alarming. And when you delve into it a little bit more, you realize, like, hey, um, guys play with this and guys are playing with this right now. So Yeah. yeah. It's understandable why people reacted because, you know, it's tough hearing that you're one of your guys played hurt for three years, but it also shows that how with a torn labrum for three years, AD put up some monster numbers. So it's got to say something about AD as well. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, he played in the, he played in the off season. He played in international competition a couple times too. I mean, he played in the FIBA world cup. I mean, I think there was last year, he didn't really have anything significant that, 
as far as competition. He still did some USA basketball stuff, but there wasn't any um, major event, and he still didn't have the surgery. So, I mean, I, I, I'm sure if it was at the point where it was so um, nagging and glaring that he, probably last summer he probably could have had it. But, you know, as, as it turns out, that's what he's going to do now, and then hopefully we can kind of turn the page on a lot of the miserable – health stuff that's happened to not only him, but just the whole team in general this season. Right on, right on. Let's turn the page right now and talk about tonight's game against the Miami Heat, a team that is playing well right now. It's coming off a big win over the Cavs on this weekend, I should say. Um, and that race for the Heat, I mean, the, all these games are important for Miami. Three through six in the Eastern Conference, separated by just the half game. The Hornets with a big win over the Spurs last night. This is a Heat team that acquired Joe Johnson via a trade. They're still without Chris Bosh, but it's still a very dangerous team, Jim, in the Miami Heat. Yeah, I mean, I think they're doing this season what I thought. Obviously, they lost LeBron James before last season, but I thought they still were, were going to be pretty formidable in the East. Last year, it seemed like they had a lot of um, injuries, not something we're familiar with, and um, I was real surprised they didn't make the playoffs. I feel like this year's team is they're 40-29. and 29. It's, it's a lot more of what I expected them to to be I, I figured even after they lost LeBron they have enough other really good players that they could be you know competitive right now they're third in the east so I mean I look at uh I look at tonight kind of a little bit like I looked at Sunday's game for the Pelicans against the Clippers where you have a chance to 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 play spoiler or you know kind of hand a setback to one of the teams that, that has a lot to play for so I mean I think that's that's one thing to look at tonight is is um like you said, uh, all these games are important for that group of teams in the East because, I mean, the difference between being a third seed, which, which Miami is right now, and potentially dropping down to, you know, six or seven, something like that, is huge. I mean, you, if you're the third seed, you're going to have home court advantage in the first round. And um, if you're six or seven, you're going to be starting on the road. So, And with the, with as tight as a lot of those teams are, with as, as close as that race is, I, I mean, it could – there could be some seven-game series where the difference between advancing is whether you have home court advantage or not. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely a big game for Miami tonight for sure. And not only can you have a chance to play spoiler against the Heat, but you play the Pacers on Thursday, who are in who is in the mix with Miami in that three through six, and Toronto, who has been playing really well and is fighting the Cavs for that one seed. So you have three great games this week, Jim. Uh, you could spoil yeah. some Eastern Conference playoff hopes or seeding hopes. Right, and then um, looking a little further down the road, you have a game against Boston on the road in the beginning of April. So you're playing, it's usually not set up this way where, you know, the last 12, 13 games of the season, you're usually playing almost all Western Conference teams. But just the way it is this year, um, you're ended, you have a schedule that has a lot of these East teams. And as it just so happens, a lot of them are, you know, every single game they can sometimes move up two spots or drop two spots depending on the outcome of the of the game that's jim i can offer from pelicans.com here on the black and blue report as he always is on tuesday let's look out for jim's stuff on pelicans.com throughout the day and we'll look forward to jim's preview tonight as the pelicans take on the heat jim always a pleasure on this tuesday and i'll see you at the arena later on tonight sounds good always good to be with you on tuesdays i'll i'll see you at the Smoothie King Center in a couple hours. All right, looking forward to it. When we come back, we'll turn our attention to football. We'll hear from Saints backup quarterback Luke McCown. Stay with us. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report.
Join us at the Smoothie King Center Saturday, March 26th at 6 p.m. when your New Orleans Pelicans tip off against the Toronto Raptors. Come out early for Pelicans Fest. The fun starts at 4.30 with music, interactive games, and appearances by Pierre and the Pelicans Dance Team. Speaking of the Pelicans Dance Team, it's Dance Team Night, and the first 10,000 fans in attendance will receive a Dance Team poster. Tickets start as low as $21, so call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your tickets today. The magic of Voodoo Barbecue. It's people, passion, and pure enjoyment. Seasoned with Louisiana's best. It's a celebration every day. A fusion of Creole, Cajun, and Caribbean. It's the soul, the sound, the taste of barbecue New Orleans style. Voodoo Barbecue. Pass by your neighborhood Voodoo Barbecue today. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Time now to talk football on this Tuesday. Last week, the Saints announced they have re-signed quarterback Luke McCown to a two-year deal. Luke is kind enough to join us now on the Black and Blue Report. Luke, congratulations on the new deal, and it's nice to have you back with the Black and Gold. Well, thank you. It's um, it's, a, it's an honor to be a part, uh, to continue to be a part of this uh, fantastic organization, and, and uh, ultimately it's what, uh, I wanted, my family wanted, and uh, man, we are we are thrilled to to uh, remain with the team. How was this free agent process for you? Was it as simple, like you said, as you were just wanting to come back, work out a deal with the Saints, or was it a little more complicated with that? Well, it it really was uh, that simple. Um, now, I mean, I guess when you're talking about uh, business, it's never simple, but right. um, you know, it, it was a it was a process that. Uh, really that I'd never been through. Uh, I, I had, uh, in my previous uh, 12 years, uh, had uh, only ever entered free agency without a contract one other time. And uh, and uh, at that point, I was coming off an injury, and, and I really didn't have, um, you know, as much opportunity uh, to explore the market, so to speak. So uh, this was really uh, a, a different um, circumstance for me uh, and to uh, to go on a visit and to, to uh, kind of, <clears throat> um, uh, I guess, more or less explore that process a little bit uh, was was uh, <laughs> was different to say the least. But uh, again, ultimately, um, you know, what uh, my desire, what uh, my wife, our family's desire was to remain uh, in New Orleans and, uh, and, uh, I'm certainly glad we were able to, to come to terms, um, on a deal and, and, uh, that worked out really good for, uh, both sides. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, you've been here since 2013. What is it about the organization and your relationship with Drew Brees that made you want to come back here? Well, listen, Drew is a, a very, uh, you know, special part of, uh, of everything New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, to be in the room with him, to uh, continue to be eyes and ears for him uh, in the locker room, on the sideline, in the meeting room, uh, has been uh, a joy, you know, the previous three years. And so um, I, I certainly wanted to continue that, uh, continue what we have uh, uh, really started and, and continue to build on. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of it came down to, uh, the the lives that we've invested in, and, and I say we, uh, the time that, that Drew and I, have, as uh, elder statesmen in the locker room, uh, have invested in these uh, young players 
and these young receivers and uh, and to, to continue to uh, invest in their lives as young men, as football players, uh, and to see them mature and to see them grow, um, you know, was a big part of uh, why I wanted to come back. And, and you know, being um, in a room with a guy like Drew, uh, it, it's hard to want to leave that. It's hard to want to, um, you know, think that you're going to find that somewhere else. And, uh, and uh, I really do think that we have, uh, including Pete Carmichael and now Joe Lombardi back again, uh, a very um, unique room in the sense that, uh, man, we thoroughly enjoy working together and thoroughly enjoy bouncing ideas off each other and, and pushing each other to, to, to be better. You mentioned the bouncing off ideas. What are some of the things that you've learned playing behind Drew that's helped you and also vice versa? Is there a lot of stuff that you've been able to share with Drew that's helped him, whether it's on the field or off the field? Well, uh, you know, what? I, the, I don't know. Uh, it would probably take entirely too long yeah. to, to try and, and point out one or two uh, specific things. I know this, that uh, I don't think anybody processes information the way Drew does, uh, certainly uh, in the course of the game, but, but even – uh, in the course of a week of preparation. And so um, being able to uh, watch him <laughs> in his mastery of uh, preparation uh, and, and um, kind of thinking the ins and outs of the game plan and uh, dissecting it all uh, has really been something that, that uh, I've, you know, like I said, <clears throat> like I said, enjoyed being a part of. Um, and, and getting to know kind of how he does that. You know, on top of that, um, the uh, thorough thinker that he is in, in uh, not just football, but, but business. And, uh, you know, he has uh, obviously uh, several different ventures outside of football, mm-hmm. and, and one of which has uh, led my wife and I to step into, and, and that's Jimmy John. And to see him, uh, and how intricate he, uh, intricately involved he is in that as a leader. Uh, and there's a lot to glean from that, and, uh, and that's been a unique uh, experience for us. Wow, that's really cool. Good stuff there. Um, Luke, not only were you dealing with free agency this offseason, but you're also recovering from back surgery as well. How is the re- rehab process going, and how are you feeling right now? Yeah, I'm feeling great. I mean, I'm fully, fully cleared, um, and uh, there's been no um, – you know, residual um, effects of the of the surgery, uh, and and it's it's been um, really a, an easy uh, process to to kind of go through. It, it, it's just mainly uh, regaining core strength and, and getting back to normal daily activities. Now I, I've been back to those for uh, you know uh, well over a month, really almost two months now. Um, but I, I had a great uh, you know exit. Meeting with my uh, surgeon, uh, Drew Dossett, and uh, and uh, he did a fantastic job, and and uh, he <laughs> described my healing process as freaky, <laughs> and so uh, anytime in a good way, so anytime you can kind of get that part of it, uh, man, that makes you feel good about where you're at and and uh, and you know your future ahead uh, as it pertains to athletics. So what's the next step for you? I know you said you're talking about, you know, rehabbing your core, kind of getting back into the, the game shape. Is there anything else that you need to, or you're trying to work on this offseason, not only to help rehab your back, but kind of just uh, work on your game in general? No, I mean, not not anything specific, not anything really more than what I've done, uh, you know, over the previous um, years of my career. 
it's it's really um, you know maintaining a a, a good uh, conditioning uh, schedule, uh, strengthening. Obviously, when you when you're uh, 34 and a half years old, then uh, you know you're you're trying to hang on to the strength that you have, and so uh, you know it, it it's um, you know remaining strong, um, you know remaining really uh, flexibility is a big key. So uh, I guess if you wanted to say something that I've tried to focus on here uh, over the last couple of months has really been flexibility uh, and and kind of maintaining uh, that part of or getting better at that part of. Uh, you know the um, uh, the things that go along with with throwing a football and and, and strengthening your body and, and maintaining a, a core strength. We sometimes forget about uh, the need to remain flexible, and so that's that's been a big part of it. We're talking with Luke McCown, Saints quarterback, resigned with the Saints this off season to a new two year deal. I want to switch gears a little bit, Luke, because I haven't really talked to you since. Uh, Saw a lot of commercials with you uh, from Verizon on the television during the NFL season. Um, one was that your first commercial ever doing, and kind of what uh, what was that process like? How did Verizon approach you for this? Yeah, that was really fun, uh, fun deal. That you know, it really worked out, um, you know, well. Being being that the the script that they had written up had to you know obviously involve uh, the backup generators that they have on their towers and. Um, and so, uh, you know, it just really kind of worked out that, that Drew being one of their national spokespersons, um, that I was his backup. And so they contacted, you know, uh, the, uh, marketing department of, of, uh, the agency that, that represents me and, um, and, uh, said, Hey, would he be interested in this? I think it'd be a really neat, uh, play on, um, you know, the whole backup quarterback deal. And, uh, and really that's, that's how it came to be, and that's how it worked out. And uh, they were fantastic to work with. Um, and, and like I said, it was a it was a very uh, fun process for us. Was it was it an easy decision for you to say yes to, or was it were you kind of worried since maybe you haven't done something like this before? Oh no, it was it was a it was a very easy decision mm-hmm. to say yes to. I mean, uh, you know, not it's not every day you get, especially as a backup, you get a, a national uh, commercial pitch, and so uh, it, it really worked out good. I thought the concept was really good, like you mentioned about the backup generators being the backup quarterback. And I think in some ways there's still an unfair stereotype about the backup quarterback. Do you still think there is a stereotype about the quarterbacks? How I don't think people realize how much there is as far as a backup quarterback, how much goes into preparation in the offseason and during the season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, it, it, it's probably the most unique um, position in sports, uh, you know, uh, just because you don't you don't get the work and you don't um, you don't get the, the the physical rep that you may need to, to really be uh, honed in or prepared to, to play and so um, it takes a very mentally tough uh, person to, to be able to, to play the role of a backup um, you know we're all aspiring starters and uh, and uh, not everybody gets that opportunity. And so um, it takes a very confident person that knows how to uh, step in and, and play confidently, but um, at the same time uh, is um, so confident in in their uh, abilities that they're able to, to move from that aspect of it and be a, a helper and a teacher and a motivator and, and uh, like I said, a, an extra 
pair of eyes and, uh, you know, a, a rubber band to bounce things off of. And, uh, you know, it really is. It's, it's a unique position. It's, it's not the, um, it's not for everybody. It's not the easiest, uh, in the world, but, uh, it's, it's a, uh, a position that, that I take pride in, um, you know, and, and trying to, uh, push through and, and push my teammates to be better. Is that kind of some of the advice also you'd give the Gare Grayson, who's kind of, you know, the, the rookie last year that's kind of learning from you and Drew there? Is that kind of some of the advice you've given him through these this last season? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, you, you have to um, you have to take yourself to a, a spot mentally, a place mentally where uh, where it doesn't matter that you're not getting the reps, that you have to be able to, to play the game in your mind and feel comfortable with that. Um, and, uh, again, uh, there's a lot of, uh, of discipline that goes into that, a lot of long hours and, and work that, uh, that sometimes isn't um, – you don't get to see the fruit of, right? But uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a place that you have to be able to take your mind to in order to be prepared and to, and to be ready and, and really – um, you know, if you're not one of those first rounders or, or one of those guys that uh, that plays at a high level for a long time, uh, then you don't know when your opportunity is going to come, and you don't know, and it may never come. And uh, you have to be um, physically prepared to uh, prove yourself every time you step on the field uh, if you want to last in the league. Good stuff there. That's Luke McCown now quarterback again with the New Orleans Saints been here since 2013 and I can safely say Luke that I know a lot of people are really glad to have you back we look forward to seeing you back on the field of uh, this offseason thanks for the time today hey thanks guys appreciate you having me all right when we come back we'll uh, wrap things up you're listening to the black and blue report Summer is coming and Keeps Air Conditioning and Heating is ready to serve you. Keeps offers a 25-point precision AC tune-up for only $119. Get your AC ready for the real heat that's coming. And as always, call Keeps and we'll get you cool in three hours or less, guaranteed. Keeps Air Conditioning and Heating. For fast relief, call Keeps. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. If you haven't experienced our new and improved Sideline Premier Seats, then you'll want to check them out. Offering the closeness to the action but full vantage point of the court, it's a great opportunity to entertain clients, associates, and friends. Sideline Premier Seat ticket packages include parking, food and beverage credit, access to private clubs, and more. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to learn more about these premium seating options today. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. All right, time to wrap things up from Studio B. Good show today. Big thanks to Jim Eikenhofer from Pelicans.com and Luke McCown, Saints backup quarterback. 
On tomorrow's show, Sean will be back in the hosting chair, hoping to recap a Pelicans win over the Heat. Of course, it's a Wesley Wednesday, and we'll have David Wesley on from Fox Sports New Orleans. And we'll have John DeShazer on from NewOrleansSaints.com. He is in beautiful Boca Raton, Florida, for the NFL owners' meetings. I'm not sure if he's actually working or just sipping cocktails by the pool, but J.D. will kind of uh, help us talk about the NFL owners' meetings and preview uh, Sean Payton, who will speak to the media, I believe, tomorrow. And then we'll have some of that for you on Thursday and Friday show. Again, Pelicans and Heat tonight at the Smoothie King Center, 7 o'clock tip. I'll have Pelicans warm up for you at 6.30 on 99.5 WRNO and the Pelicans Radio Network. And, of course, Joel Myers, David Wesley, and Jen Hale will have coverage for you starting at 6.30 and then the game at 7 on Fox Sports New Orleans. That'll do it for today's show. Thanks for making us a part of your day. Until tomorrow, I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report. Thank you.